Talk Herdy to me. Taking a deep dive into Border Collies and other herding breeds, helping you play to their strengths, minimize their weaknesses, and understand their quirks. Listen in to learn for leading training and behavior experts on how to set your dog up for success, understand your urban herder more, and hit those training goals. Hello and welcome to Talk Herder to Men. This is the very first episode of our podcast and I'm so excited to bring it to you. This is the podcast where we play to college strengths, minimise their weaknesses and understand their quirks. Now, I thought we'd kick off this new podcast with a really important topic, which is what is herding? Um, everybody knows that collies herd, but a lot of people don't actually understand what herding actually is. So I thought it'd be really good to start this off looking and taking a little bit of a deep dive into herding and what it actually entails. So herding has been used across the world for centuries where men or humans have used an aid, the aid of dogs to help control and manipulate the movement of, of sheep and other livestock. And this is no different with collies. Collies are used to control and manipulate movement of a prey species. What makes this happen or what makes this appropriate and be able to happen is the predator avoidance strategies of this species that we are asking to move. So a lot of the livestock that we use have a flocking behaviour. Now, flocking is an anti-predator avoidance strategy. And what happens is it's safety in numbers. So if we all flock together in one group, then we're going to be safe. However, that strategy doesn't always work. And if that strategy is no longer working and the predator is still pursuing and pushing hard enough, they will eventually move to the flea response where they will just run away in any direction. Now, for herding to be successful, we need to be able to initiate that flocking response without pushing our sheep to get into that flea response. Because once the sheep start to flee, they will go in any direction, at which point they're really difficult to control. However, when they're in this flocking mentality where they're going together as a group, this is when we can we can move them as a single unit. And this is where border collies really come into their element. Now, herding is an exaggeration or an inhibition of certain aspects of the predatory sequence. Now, the predatory sequence for most dogs is eye orientate, stalk, chase, grab, bite, kill, bite and consume. Now, the last two aspects of this serve no purpose to a collie or to the farmer, in terms of if you've got a dog that is going out and killing your sheep and then eating them, that is a way, that is someone's livelihood, and that is also the animal's life. Um, we don't want a dog that's going to go out and kill and then consume our animals, because they, they don't serve the purpose for what we want them to have. Um, so that was sort of an aspect of these dogs that were, was bred out or was heavily bred against, um, if that makes sense, because it served no purpose and was actually kind of detrimental to the working life on a farm. However, there is a couple of aspects that are heavily bred in. Now, we have the eye behaviour, which makes them collies so different to every other type of work dog we have around the world. Um, and we also have the chase behaviour. Now, the chase isn't a true chase, like you would see, for example, with whippets, where they will chase behind one another. And that is true chase. It is chasing something down. Whereas with collies, you generally see your collie out to one side and they're running alongside something. And that's not because they want to necessarily catch what they're chasing. They want to control the movement. And this all goes back to that need to herd and control movement. So a lot of the times when you see collies playing, they won't be behind the dog. They'll be kind of alongside near the shoulder, trying to head it off almost. Now, and this is what herding is and what herding can be broken down into. 
Um, and I think it's really important that we start to look at each of these this predatory sequence and look at it in a little bit more detail to kind of understand what that bit contributes to the predatory sequence. Now, I generally break the predatory sequence for collies down into four main bits, and that is the eye behaviour, stalk, chase or flanking, and um, the grab bite. So let's start at the beginning with the eye. This is a predatory eye behaviour and it is unique to border collies, and it's what has made them arguably one of the best stock dogs in the world. What happens is the dog will use an incredibly intense eye contact and staring to avert pressure onto the livestock to manipulate the movement and control the movement of the livestock. So using this really intense eye contact, it puts pressure onto the animal, at which point they feel, oh my God, there's a predator, it's staring at me. I'm going to move away. I'm going to move together with my with my flock. I'm going to move away from the predator. You then have the stalk, and this is the use of that predatory eye behaviour, however, with forward movement to assert more pressure. Again, this is in a really, generally in a really slow and controlled manner. If they rush in, the flocking strategy will no longer be appropriate and you'll get fleet, sheep that flee. So this stalk is generally a really controlled um, and slow manner and with that incredibly intense eye behaviour. We then have the flanking behaviour, which utilises movement to trigger the flocking behaviour in sheep, heading them off or keeping them together by moving clockwise or anti-clockwise. Circling the sheep will generally keep them where they want them, um, and they use anti-clockwise or clockwise movements around the sheep, maintaining contact with the sheep at all time. When I say maintaining contact, it's not physical contact, it's that that pressure, that, that presence, so the sheep are aware of the dog at all times. Now, depending whether that's intense contact, so close contact, or looser contact, will affect on how quickly the sheep move and how they move in terms of the tightness of their movement, whether they're moving left or right. You'll find that dogs naturally do one side better than the other, and this, but this can be influenced by training, and this is because dogs generally have a lead stride paw. So you'll find that your dog may move more naturally in a clockwise or an anti-clockwise direction. You can improve these through training and experience. In relation to the predatory instinct, wolves generally hunt in packs. And what happens is there will be a group that run ahead of the prey and head them back off and send them back towards the rest of the pack for the kill. And this is where it's thought that some of this flanking behaviour started to be seen in different species. Now, the final aspect, the herding sequence, would be the grab bite. And this can also be known as pulling wool. It can be quite a useful tool, especially for larger stock of very southern stock or rams. However, it is seen as a trial, uh, a fault in the trialing world. And it should generally be a straight nip to the face. You shouldn't be grabbing the backs of um, legs or bums. Um, the type of bite is generally a scissor bite, but it's nothing too severe because we don't want to cause damage to the stock because this may cause a potential infection and may potentially injure the stock permanently so it's just generally a little bit of a nip to get the the, the harder moving or more stubborn stock now obviously collies are quite different to other stock dogs that we have around the world and as i mentioned earlier one thing that makes them quite different is that predatory eye behavior no other stock dog works with such an intense predatory eye within the same manner as collies do another thing that makes them different is that they work silently so collies when they're out working sheep should be quiet they should be working silently which is very different to a lot of other dogs that use voice to get the sheep moving that's how they get the sheep um moving and that's how they get that that flocking behavior to come 
However, with collies, we don't. It's through movement and it's through that predatory eye and that pressure that is asserted on the animals to get them. So collies have a natural balance and this is just pure instinct. And this is where if you ever play ball with your dog, you may see it. If you stand with the ball in between your legs and you rotate around the ball what you'll find is your dog will mirror that and should balance the ball so think of it almost like a clock face so you have the shepherd down at number six and the dog up at number 12 and the sheep are in the center of the clock face and this is keeping the sheep balanced so it's keeping them together and it's asserting enough pressure on them to keep them stable but without them having to move too far Now, the dog should change how they move depending on how the shepherd moves. So, for example, if the shepherd were to move up to number three, um, the dog should balance that and move around to number nine. Um, And again, the the sheep should stay where they are because the dog has balanced that that movement and that behaviour. Now, if you wanted the sheep to move in a specific way, what you need to do is create an opening from this balance. So, for example, the shepherd is still at number three and the dog moves back up to number 12. This leaves all the way from three round 12 open, which leaves a big space for the sheep. And what the hell happens? The sheep will move away from the dog and the shepherd and away from them through that space that's been opened. So manipulating how the dog is in relation to the sheep will manipulate how they move, where they move and, and things like that. And you can kind of really see this in terms of when you look at a shepherd moving their flock and um, what happens is they will walk into the field with their dog and the sheep will look up and look at the the dog because a predator has just entered their home so they're going to keep an eye on him what the shepherd will then do is send the dog an outrun and this is where the dog will hug at the edge of the field so he will go either clockwise or anti-clockwise around the field depending on which command they give whether they give a come by which is clockwise or uh, away which is anti-clockwise they will hug the edge of the field and what they're doing is they're trying to get round the the back of all the sheep this will again evoke that flocking response the sheep shall move together and the dog should find that balance point so at the tip of the field at the top of the field the dog should then stop and what would happen is the sheep have started to flock together and the dog has found that balance point so again looking at the field the shepherd will be where he entered which would be number six and the dog will be moved all the way around to number 12 the sheep will then start to move and this is what's called the lift um, you then will use lie down stalking and flanking behaviors to manipulate the movement of the sheep whether you want them to move towards the shepherd or through a gate or wherever they're trying to move them to now like i said earlier this is this is instinctual so this just is in these dogs and and a collie can no more stop herding or having this instinctual behavior than a, sh- a fish can stop breathing with water or a cow can stop eating grass um it's how they are it's who they are um and this is something that we really have to understand as owners of collies and trainers who work with collies is understand this behavior it is an innate behavior pattern and a lot of collies when they get labeled as being difficult dogs or naughty dogs it is in fact what they've done is they've become self-employed they've got a need to do this behavior pattern and that needs not being fulfilled and so it's being it's been given opportunities to come out in all the wrong places. Um, And you also not just look at the behaviour pattern itself, but I think it's really important that we also look at the emotion that's driving the behaviour. Um, So obviously these colleagues have this natural need, this natural desire to do these behaviours, and it's almost like a genetic switch. 
something will switch that behavior on most of the time it's movement um, and then depending on that movement what it is where it is how much of that movement they can control it will evoke an emotional response that goes alongside it now sometimes that may be frustration where for example if you've got a cyclist or a runner or something and your colleagues on their lead um, and they can't control that movement and you end up with a reactive outburst so you end up with a colleague that's lunging and spinning on the end of the lead because they're really really frustrated there is movement they have a genetic need to control it they can't they're getting frustrated you may find that there's also an element of anxiety there in terms of sometimes this need to herd something can get them into situations that they're not equipped to cope with so for example I see a lot of young collies who are not necessarily the most socially um well-rounded dogs um and they end up herding dogs because they're running quickly so they move towards them because of this need to herd them they then end up in this in this other dog's um, personal bubbles so this other dog will then stop and greet them or whatever and then this, this colleague's like oh, I don't know what to do and you end up with this almost panic and it's anxiety and you can find that this also happens with other stuff such as um big vehicles and things like that there's that element of fear and stuff where it's big it's loud it's scary however they've got this genetic need to do this behavior most of the time when I work with colleagues, there is this element of inappropriate herding and it's this need to do this behaviour and these dogs have become self-employed because for whatever reason they've, they've not been fulfilled or they've not been given appropriate outlets or coping strategies to manage themselves in those environments um, and they become self-employed and at which point it then becomes really difficult to manage because herding feels good to these dogs. It's an innate behaviour. When they work sh them on sheep, they don't use treats and things like that to train them because getting opportunity to do the behavior in itself is reinforcing um so this can become a really big issue for some clients and some collie owners when their dog is becoming self-employed one of the main things that we have sort of seen as well is a behavior called pancaking and this is where i see a lot of collie owners really struggle and this is i call it pancaking because basically what happens is it evokes that predatory eye behavior that collies have and they will fixate on something and they pancake themselves flat to the ground and you'll see that you'll be very intense the collie will be squished against the ground focusing entirely on whatever it is that is a book this behavior and they're stuck in it it's almost like they've, they've got themselves stuck in this this point of the behavior they can't get themselves out of it their owner can't get themselves out of it until it almost hits a melting point where the behavior will explode and this may be that they can just calmly watch another dog or a cyclist or whatever but eventually you'll find that sometimes it may lead to a reactive outburst or it can be a predictor for other behaviors as well um, and this is where a lot of my clients can get really stuck with is having this pancakey behavior where their dogs get stuck in it and they can't move on they can't do anything further and it's, it's kind of it, it causes a lot of conflict within the relationship because it's something that is so natural to these dogs but it's something that is is causing a lot of conflict for the owner because they don't want their dog to do that and um, so learning how to manage and how to help your dog through those environments and looking how you can help them is so important for these dogs And this leads me on to our next thing. So do you struggle with your collie and these pancaking behaviours and them getting stuck in this predatory eye behaviour? Well, we've got something great for you guys. We're going to be running a free one-week training challenge all about the predatory eye behaviour in collies, what it is, how we can help our dogs and what we can do to sort of build a better relationship and understanding behind the behaviour. 
The week that it starts is going to be the 29th of August um, and it's going to be a free week of training which is going to be run through our Herding Breed Challenge group. Um, if you are interested, please check out our Facebook page, the Urban Herder um, Herding Breed Specialist. We will be putting some posts and some links to the group um, and hopefully we can get a really nice group of people in there. What we're planning to do is do daily lives for that week um, going through the content and teaching you training tricks and tips to help your dog um, we're also going to have Q&A sessions so if you have any questions surrounding this and your specific dog you can jump onto our lives ask the questions you'll also get a free training booklet to go with it as well um, so we're really excited to launch this and give you guys something um, to have a go with your dog we're going to be running it like I said on the 29th of August so if you want to get involved please join the group and um, the content will stay live on the group for about a month or so afterwards so if you are still interested but you don't quite get there in time you will be able to access that for a little bit of time afterwards um so like i said jump onto our facebook page the herd urban herder herding breed specialist and we'll be running these challenges thank you so much for joining us for our first ever podcast um i am so excited to bring this to you like i said we're going to sort of mix it up we're going to have a bit of a mixture of me doing some deep dives on specific topics for your colleagues if you have any um, topics you want covering in a bit more detail or you want us to discuss certain things please let us know post in the, um, the herding breach challenge group um, send us a message and we can add it to our content that we're going to sort of produce over the next few months we also have really exciting like some really interesting special guests that are coming in um, that are discussing all things collies and we're looking at specific sort of niche areas so we have um, a puppy specialist coming in teaching us and looking at how we can raise really resilient puppies um, and really resilient collies we've got a deaf specialist we've got um, dog to dog aggression specialist coming in and to do the discussion topics um, and how it relates to collies specifically um, so I'm really looking forward to this and I can't wait to see you all next week. Mm-hmm.